Today on Bridges. When we're in a mess or even on our best day, if we really want to know the Lord, we have to search high. We're looking for wisdom that we don't have on our own, right? We're looking for deliverance that we can't make happen. Here's the thing in our search for the Lord and for truth and for who He is. Sometimes we're really busy multitasking. Today we are starting out with two crazy mess stories. One extraordinary God who works even in spite of our crazy, crazy messes to bring about glorious beauty and purpose. So glad you could join us today. I'm so glad that all of you could come out and join us in the studio today. We've got two crazy mess stories. So Sue McRae, will you start us out with your crazy mess story today? Yes, thank you, Monica. I suppose that, that everybody grows up with life's commands. You grow up with a life's command. It might be conscious or it might be unconscious, but my life's command was that there will be no divorces in our family. And so it wasn't said, but it was understood, and there were no divorces in our family. And so I wanted to, most, most important thing in my life was to, uh, to protect my parents, not to disappoint them. My dad was uh, a praying man, and, and he was a pastor all my growing up years. And so I didn't want to disappoint them. But as I went on and on and into my marriage, things got really, really difficult. And I hid it from them. And so th there was verbal abuse and there was emotional abuse. And I had heard along the way that, that there would become physical abuse. And then it did. Uh, the physical abuse started, and I still wanted to protect them above everything else. So if I could just hang on as long as my mom and dad was alive, I would be okay. I could make it. And so the day that I ran for my life, when there was a threat on my life, I ran for my life. And... Y'all, we all got weaknesses. It's okay. Just acknowledge what those weaknesses are and be willing to confront them. Even when restoration doesn't work, forgiveness always does. Chris, how did you overcome the whole passive husband thing? You know I what? let him through it. <laughs> <laughs> there is work for us to do. It is not just sit back and cross my arms and just kind of wait for God to drop the miracle. Hey, y'all, it's Dana Shea. For real faith-based marriage advice, be sure to tune in to Real Relationship Talk on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. I'm praying, and other people are praying, that my marriage will be restored. I'm believing with everything in me that my marriage will be restored. But my marriage was not restored. But God showed up in such an incredible way. We went to lunch. I was still trying to make it work. We met for lunch. And I was at the salad bar getting some, sal some lettuce. And God said two words to me. Two words that totally changed my life. 
And I couldn't believe. I mean, it was as if it was just repeatedly, audibly. Of course, it wasn't. But I heard it in my spirit, those two words. But, you know, I think that had I not had that encounter with God right there, and I realized that he loved me that much, you know what I had done all my life probably and didn't realize it is that, that I wanted God, I wanted to be a granddaughter. I wanted to be a grandchild instead of a child. And you know, God doesn't have grandchildren. And so because of that encounter at the salad bar, I was a child of God. I didn't have to go through my dad who constantly and supported me after that. But just the, the, fact that God loved me enough to give me information that I had no way of knowing without him giving me that information. Praise God. I don't have to be a grandchild. I'm a child of the living King. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Praise God. He does take our crazy messes and bring about glorious beauty and purpose as we trust him. Patricia Douglas, will you share your crazy mess story with us? Sure. My story is uh, there was a family member in my life that normally you should have a wonderful relationship with, and I did not. And so it was very hurtful because I couldn't quite understand this is not normal. And no matter how even other people witnessed it and they saw it and they were trying to figure out what exactly was going on. And I said, Lord, this is this doesn't seem right. This is not how it's supposed to be. And people would then tell me, God's going to restore that relationship. And I was like, I don't think so. I think this is something that he probably didn't get the email about. He must not don't know about this situation. And constantly restore. He's going to restore. It didn't look like restoration at all. But I want to tell you, he did exceedingly and abundantly. And today, everything that the locust and the canker worm and, that took and stole was completely restored as if nothing ever took place. It's like it was wiped off clean. So God is a restorer, even of relationships that you know should be healthy. There was no abuse or anything like that, but it was just mistreating. And I even checked myself to make sure, am I doing something wrong? But it wasn't that at all, but God restores. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Let's give Sue and Patricia, thank you so much for sharing your crazy mess stories with us today. You all, as we all sit here in the studio, all of you that are watching by television, by internet and all of that, if we are very honest, we all have crazy mess stories. And that is one of the many reasons that we wrote this book called Messy to Meaningful. It is all about how God can take our craziest messes and as we trust him, that he can bring about glorious beauty and purpose. So when I say that we wrote this book, I had two co-writers and they've traveled all the way from the St. Louis area to be with us today. Say hello everybody to Rhonda Ray and her daughter Kaylee Ray, mother-daughter writing team. Yes. Yes. And you guys will get to meet and hear from more of them later as we continue on. And uh, we just wanna focus on this extraordinary God and how in the middle of a fallen world with all kinds of crazy messes, he shows himself faithful. 
And you all, one of the things that we all wonder about, especially when we're in a crazy mess, is what do I do? There have been a few times in my life I've been in those messes and I thought, well, how did a nice girl like me end up in a mess like this? And sometimes it's a mess of my own doing, sometimes it's a mess of other people's doing, but what I've always found is that he's always faithful. And in this book, Messy to Meaningful, the subtitle I think is a really fun one. It's Lessons from the Junk Drawer. Do you all have junk drawers? Yeah, you got a lot of stuff in them. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and over time, a whole lot of clutter and mess going on in the junk drawer, right? But what we do is we take these everyday objects and we give a spiritual lesson or application that will work for us to help us become closer to God, help us sort through the junk and the clutter, sort through that mess and find that beauty and purpose. So one of the things I want to share with you today is that whether you're in a crazy mess right now or you're in a great season, the one thing that we all need every single day are what we would call staples. Now, you know staples in the junk drawer or on your office desk, right? You use them with a stapler, you hold paper, papers together. But we're looking at staples as what can we not do without? What is a staple? What is something that we always have with us in our life? And one of the things that scripture talks about is to search for the Lord, search his word, search for truth, search for what's good. Look with me if you've got your Bible to Psalm 105 and verse 4. And I'm going to read from the English Standard Version there. And it says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Continually means Always, on and on, forever, forever, as a staple of our life, that we are searching for the Lord. In the book, uh, and we all wrote different chapters, Rhonda Ray wrote the chapter on staples. And she used this phrase about the search. She said, you search high and high. You ever heard about searching high and low? Right? And one of the things about when we're in a mess is we're usually already pretty low. We don't need to search low. When we're in a mess or even on our best day, if we really want to know the Lord, we have to search high. We're looking for wisdom that we don't have on our own, right? We're looking for deliverance that we can't make happen on our own. We're looking for the fix that we can't make happen. You guys, there are messes that we cannot buy our way out of, right? There are messes that we cannot talk our way out of. And there's just everyday life, and we need our Savior. We have to search high and high. And one of the things that I would say to you about the mess is don't always just seek him for the answer to the mess. Seek him for him. He is the wonderful, beautiful, faithful counselor. The Bible says that those who look to him, that our faces will always be radiant that we will never be disappointed. We will never be put to shame. Yep, we might have some crazy messes that we're just like, well, God, I don't know how you're going to work this out. You ever been there? Like, God, I see absolutely no way that you can do anything about any of this. But even on my worst days, he makes a way. 
even if I've got to walk through the mess one slow minute at a time, he walks with me. And I make it my practice to search high and high because I know that my hope is only in him. I know that my help is only in him. He is the only one, and we have got to search. We've got to look for him. Look at your life and look for truth. Don't just study your mess. Don't just look for the quick fix or the way out. Look for him. He shows us himself every single day. If we just open up our eyes and go on that search. And the next thing that Rhonda talks about in this chapter on staples, or one of the things, is to search wholeheartedly. Now, we are the culture of the multitasker. I mean, you go to dinner with a friend, right? Coffee, maybe, with a friend. It's coffee, dinner with a friend, and the phone, right? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Oh, I'm just going to check my email here. Hmm. Okay, well, just give me a second. I'm going to answer, and yeah, and, and we're going to have coffee, and let's do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, we've got a lot going on. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com. I made myself laugh. I, I, I make myself laugh frequently. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes our messes are like all different kinds of things. And so I don't know if it's about a week or a week and a half ago, I needed <clears throat> some outpatient surgery, and it was something I needed done. Thankfully, not something real serious. But, you know, I have that pressure on myself that now I'm going to have to miss work and I need to do my work. You know what I'm saying? Like that we all have responsibilities and obligations. So I get this surgery done, and I don't know if it was an official flu bug that I got, or I, I don't know, but then I got that kind of sick too in addition to the recovery. And then on Friday or Saturday morning, I woke up with like red welts all over my face, some kind of rash. Yeah, it was a phase, yeah, and it was like burning and, you know, but here I am with lots of Pepto-Bismol at arm's glance. <laughs> recovery medicine over here, and I've got my phone and my laptop. I'm going to keep trying to work. <laughs> yeah, I laughed about it, too, because about halfway into the day, I realized what I'm doing is a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> it looks like I'm quite busy, right? But really, when you're taking Benadryl to stop the face from itching, right, and the other stuff, and the Pepto-Bismol, oh, you all, I don't, I'm grateful for answered prayer. I'm grateful for Pepto-Bismol, but you guys, that doesn't taste good. And here's the thing. In our search for the Lord and for truth and for who he is, sometimes we're really busy multitasking. We're doing a whole bunch of nothing. It's a lot of activity, but it's not really going anywhere. It's not really producing anything, but we're wearing our cultural badge of honor that says, how are you? I'm busy. I'm very busy. In fact, I just had outpatient surgery. I'm taking Pepto-Bismol and Benadryl, <laughs> but I'm still answering my emails. I'm not sure if I'm being clear in any of them, but... <laughs> I'm answering them 
And what I'm telling myself is, but you know, when I go back to work on Monday, like I'm not going to have all these emails. Do you know, we tell ourselves stories all the time that aren't helpful and they don't get us anywhere. Look with me at Jeremiah 29. I'm going to first read verse 11 that we all want to focus on. And listen, this is a good verse to focus on. But there's some stuff that comes after 11 that's helpful to us as a staple in our life and in our search for him. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You all, doesn't that sound good? I read that and I think, okay, I'll take a double. I like that. That's what I want. I want God's plans for me. I want that hope. I want that future. I want to know that even if I'm in a crazy mess right now, this moment, that this moment is not everything that there is, that there's still hope and there's still promise. And yet when we go on just a little bit more, because one of the things that's important is that when we read the word is to read it in its context. What does it say before that and after that? Because sometimes, not that any of us here would ever do this or any of you watching on TV or internet would do this, but like other people I hear, sometimes they just pick the verse they like. And what that's called is reading the book of second opinions. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to read all of it. Look at what comes before it, what comes after it. Look if there's anything that God asks us to obey. Look for that. So as we go on, it says uh, all that wonderful part we love, you know, to give me future, to give us a future and a hope. And he says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Like all. No multitasking there. We're talking singular focus. And I know this is hard, especially when we're in a crazy mess, because we're just thinking, God, give me relief, right? <laughs> give me an answer. What can I do to get out of this? We've got all of that going on. But as a staple in our life, as a practice, as a discipline, discipline yourself to search in the middle of messes, in spite of messes, in the absence of messes, search. It will build a foundation of stability and strength for your life. It will improve your life. On page 29 of the book, and this is, again, Rhonda Ray's chapter on staples, if I can find page 29 of the book. <laughs> she says, guess what happens when we seek the Lord continually, all the other searches in life fall into perspective. Isn't that the truth? And she goes on to say this, that's a happy place with or without the candy bar. But happier with the candy bar. But we seek the Lord and as we seek him, everything else takes its proper Amen. perspective. Yes. And we get to that truly happy place of even in the middle of our mess or the bottom of our mess that 
we know that his blessing and that his goodness means more than anything. It is the happy place with or without the candy bar, but I do have candy. <laughs> and I brought candy for everybody today because we can have the happy place. Praise the Lord. And, I can, and these little ones like this, I heard scientifically, it's proven. Because they are so little, there's nothing that goes on calorically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's really not true, but it is good. Psalm 105 verse 3 says like this, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Let's rejoice in our search. Even in the craziest messes, like the messes that we heard today from Sue and from Patricia. You all, those are hurtful situations. That's not easy to go through a broken marriage and to bear, you know, the burden of worrying about your parents and wanting to protect them. It's not lovely to be in a relationship that's supposed to be healthy and good and wonderful, and yet you can't make it work. But in the middle of all that, search, seek. Know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We all have crazy messes, and one of the gifts that we have for everybody here today, if I can get up here, is this poster. It's one of my favorite things about the book. Uh, the person that did our website, MessyToMeaningful.com, calls this the truth bomb. <laughs> he can take my craziest mess and bring about glorious beauty and purpose. And I love this because you could hang this up anywhere, and it's totally, totally appropriate. But in all of our crazy messes, through them, around them, all of that, we search wholeheartedly. And when we do that, we find him. So I want you to stay with us when we come back. Jennifer McGill is going to talk to my two co-writers and find out more about their story, Messy to Meaningful. You can purchase a copy of today's show for $15. Call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number. Hi, I'm Jennifer McGill, and this has been a wonderful day with Monica Schmelter and our two very special guests. We have Rhonda Ray, right? And we have yes. Kaylee Ray. I love saying yes. them separately. Rhonda Ray, Kaylee Ray. Welcome, the co-authors of Messy to Meaningful, Lessons from the Junk Drawer with Monica Schmelter. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So you are mother and daughter, I've heard. I don't know if you own up to that. Do you know which is which, though? Um, you know, that's a really difficult question. You're just you're just shorter than me. I think that's where we just we just leave it. You are you are shorter people than my, than me today. What that's all I, I say. You're I, younger and shorter. How about that? Oh, oh. I've, I received that as a gift. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're all blessed. Kaylee, I love it when she calls me her tiny mommy. <laughs> tiny mommy. She's so she's. Tiny mommy. <laughs> I called my mother Mamita because she was such a sweet little little tiny lady as well. So very talented authors and TV personalities. We started that rumor about the very talented part. It's not true. It's, but we started, it works well. It's nice that the rumor's getting around. That's right. You work it out very well. So do you have a favorite moment of working with Monica Schmelter? On this book, I mean, it's long distance. There was so much that you poured into it, so much humor, so much creativity. Was there a favorite eureka moment between the three of you? Well, just to um, twist your question all around, because <laughs> please, that's what we like please. to do. I, I think one of the most aha moments is it's a little bit disturbing. You're working with Monica Schmelter. We already knew she was fabulous. I mean, crazy fabulous. And so we're thinking somewhere in this process... 
will find a little piece of the real Monica. The real Monica is as fabulous as all the rest of the Monicas. Just as sweet oh, as ever. my word. I know. And deep and smart and oh, it's so depressing. So tell us something we don't know now. Another Eureka moment. No, do you have do you have a favorite chapter? Do you have a favorite takeaway, a theme? Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> we're going to let you talk now. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> me like from from the book, I I love the whole the whole thing is super different, like start to finish, because there are three of us and we write three really different ways and we come from three different kind of backgrounds. Like my background is you. I assume your background is more normal. Um, and then... <laughs> Whose background is actually normal, really? <laughs> unique. I love her so much. Yay. We're all so unique. Um, so I think Monica's chapter on receipts was super cool for me. Um, I liked how she um, just kind of pulled out how like, our, you know, our debt is paid in full through Christ and just the way that she really, th she's good at writing. Like, it may shock some people to know that Monica's good at stuff, <laughs> um, except for, like, nobody, because she's good at everything <laughs> she touches. But, like, you can definitely tell, like, where her fingerprints are on this book, because she makes it super fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And literally, takeaway receipts. Yes. Literally. Now, do, do you have a favorite, Rhonda, a favorite chapter, a favorite takeaway, a theme? I even if it's not yours. Oh, well, okay. Just saying. Okay, Kaylee, Kaylee, which is the the um the chapter where you go really strong on the gospel? I really like that one. Yeah, kids the ha the kids meal toys. Kids toys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cuz kids meal toys are really funny anyway because we feel like we have to save them forever and they're basically a little bit garbage. Come on, they're a little bit garbage. Oh, oh, oh. But you can't throw it away. Oh, it like, came free cute. in the Happy Meal. And, and the way she took that and, and brought a beautiful picture of coming to Jesus out of it was a fabulous. I also really like some practical stuff, some super practical stuff that Monica said in her hanging on to old remotes, that, that whole unplugging chapter. I thought that was fabulous yes. too. Everyone needs to unplug, this mm. is for sure. So I'm wondering, as far as the sort it all out, like towards the end, you know, really kind of bringing it home, the come to Jesus moment, if you will, sorting it out. Um, how do you walk through that for someone? If you had to summarize towards the end of the book, how do we sort it out? How do we get through the crazy and get to more of the meaningful, the, the crazy mess, of course, getting into the meaningful? Is there like a 12-step program? <laughs> How do you lay it out for us in this book? It, it might be actually a one-step program, I would say. Jesus. That's, I'm sorry to be a done. little bit. Yes. Little done and done. By the book. Thank you. Thanks for joining us it's today. It's a no. little bit Sunday school. I know. But, but really, it all kind of boils down to more Jesus. And the fact that there are things that we are tempted to hang on to and when we let go of things like, like fear and worry and insecurity and all these things, and when we let go of them, we do embrace joy and peace and purpose, and we, we get from the messy to the meaningful. Yes. And I, and I think it's really incredible, too, how um, just fixing your eyes on Christ, like Monica was talking about, changes your perspective and takes you from saying, like, no, 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 but these things are really, really valuable and, and worthwhile to be like, oh, well, actually, these things are not important at all. And then being like, these things that I had kind of dismissed and had not been paying attention to are the things that, like, really are going to make a difference in my life. We get it backwards a lot. Mm -hmm. Our filters are bad. It's true. <laughs> Spiritual pack rats, that is a thing. Yep. 
and no one is exempt from that. And so we need a book like this. I would say, what do you think, I'm gonna ask you about your daughter. What do you think is her best um, tool? Because you said that you have different writing styles. You come at it from different ways. If you could describe her writing style in one adjective or phrase, because I get it, sometimes it's difficult right, to just, yes, words are hard sometimes. And I very seldom use just one. I understand, that's why I let you off the hook on that one. Yes. I, Kaylee is deliciously nutso. Deliciously I mean, nutso. That oh should yeah. be her T-shirt. Yes, she could. You sell that at the on the website. <laughs> we do now. Well, they're product born. Okay. Well, she knows how to be hilariously funny, and then uh, like there's this almost uh, neck jerk. <laughs> a little bit of whiplash, and suddenly you're pulled into something incredibly deep and poignant and meaningful. What? But seriously, right? It's the <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> and one quick adjective for your mom. Nice. No. <laughs> She's so neat. My mother's writing style is so neat. She's like my biggest fan. Yeah, so. I understand. So yeah, what can you no. say? Uh, no, her writing has been super good and consistently good for like my lifetime? I love that. So, well, I the website is messytomeaningful.com. You can get the book there. At that website, there is a seven-day challenge going on. The Facebook page as well, Messy to Meaningful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jennifer McGill. And you can also get more lessons, more study guides at monicaschmelter.com. Thanks for joining us. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.